At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the nightcap with tim murray and super bowl champion sean king on vsin the sports betting network three of the nightcap Tim Murray and Jim Root tonight Sean on assignment this evening at real Sean King is where you can tweet him at second chance points is where you can find this gentleman I am at one Tim Murray we've got games going on into the midnight eastern hour even though all of these games except for the one that we are taking in on our computer here taking place in Las Vegas uh we're sweating out uh, as we are one to do uh, a couple nights ago on this show, Northern Colorado six to one to win the big sky was a play that uh, I liked uh, may have been tipped off by, by Jim. Uh, no, no, you, you, you don't have to give me any credit. We're did, fine. did my research too. And I was like, Oh yeah, I like the, the way the bracket look, I like the bracket because Southern Utah's second best player got injured and they lost today, but it, we can't, you know, get to the semifinals without getting, past the quarterfinals, which is coming down to the final seconds right now on the air. Yeah, you're, you might, you're getting live joy or live pain in a second here, And folks. it is going to be... Oh, my joy! Joy! Holy. How did we get away with that? Wow! Eastern Washington, wow. ladies and gentlemen, had the ball on the rim three different times. I don't know how... Northern Colorado just won that game, but if you joined us on the six to one future, we're still alive, baby. We're moving up. Still alive. That felt like the, the the true meaning of there's a lid on the rim. Like yeah. it, it, the ball was in. I don't know how it didn't drop. That I mean, this is this is the beauty of of March Madness, uh, and I know we're not there just yet, but watching Northern Colorado somehow pull this game out. I'm just gonna say this: that it's such a such a terrible, you know, handicapping way to do it. Just take the points, man. These teams aren't quitting. <laughs> They're just not quitting because it's just it's never over. Your season's on the line. Eastern Washington closed what a four-point dog looked like. They they were down double digits the majority of the half. They go on a 10-0 run. Boom, they're back in it, and uh, our future's still alive. With Northern Colorado, and they'll be a, a sizable favorite tomorrow yep. uh, as the seven seed beat the two seed in that conference tournament. So uh, 
We're still alive there, Jim. We are. Just I, I, barely. Yeah, every single favorite in March has apparently lost the keys to the back door because they cannot close it and they cannot lock it. It is crazy <laughs> what is happening with some of these games. And a double-digit lead, not safe. The meltdowns we have seen, you know, whether it was Michigan, whether it was Texas. Uh, and we, we, every game has an almost meltdown, too. I mean, like yesterday. State was up 20. Virginia Tech yesterday was up, what, 15 or 16. They... They need a buzzer beater to win. Uh, I mean, it, it is, I, I think, and I know I said this to start the show, if it's any indicator, buckle up, ladies and gentlemen, because this this tournament, this 68-team field, which, you know, look, last year, I think the majority of us, you know, you and I were on this show, I think when the bracket came out. I'm, I laid $1.90 on Gonzaga to win their region. I think it was $1.90. Yep. And it, it, it wasn't even in question. They won every game by like double figures. I I don't know if you could do that this year with I, any yeah. team. I have no level of confidence anywhere near that this year. I mean, look at now. I know Gonzaga and you were there on Tuesday night. Gonzaga won that game and covered somehow. Yeah, but I, I watched that game and it's not that St. Mary's is bad. They're not. They're a five or six seed. But that Gonzaga team, can they win a national championship? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Can they lose in the Sweet 16 to a, a good four seed? Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. They, they, there's no invincible team. Like, Baylor was not a lock one seed, but a team that was looking very good for it, and they lose in the quarterfinals to a team that's probably on the outside of the bracket. Right so now. let me, real quickly, because we're going to get some bubble talk here, but let's get to, I don't know if odds-wise it was the biggest upset of the day, but it was a, it was a significant uh, surprising result. Oklahoma uh, beating Baylor. Uh, in the Big 12 tournament today, a very impressive performance by Porter Mosier's squad uh, as, uh, what, an eight-point underdog or whatever it was. Yep. So, Baylor, no Chamu Chachua. Is, is Cryer done for the season? I knew he was done for this tournament. I don't know exactly what his outlook is, but I've heard it's a pain tolerance thing, and it's really bad. Like, it's almost hard for him to walk without pain, so it's hard to just get that down. Uh, with only a couple weeks of rest. I don't know if it's something that's eventually going to require surgery. kind of strikes me as that. I would not expect him to play in the NCAA tournament. That's kind of my conjecture at this point. So Baylor, now, they still have the capabilities of, of winning a national championship. They are the defending champs. But I think the depth is going to be an issue, no? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I tweeted this fact out, but... No team in the last 37 years, since 1985, this is directly from the NCAA, has won a national title and not made it past the quarterfinals of their conference tournament. No one. No one's done it. So if Baylor were to defend their national championship and win this year, it would be completely unprecedented, something that hasn't happened in, in almost four decades. Uh, and maybe not even before that. I think the fact just went back to 1985. So I, I, as much as I kind of thought like it, it didn't behoove them because of their depth to go far in this tournament, you would have liked to see them win a game and, and put out one quality performance, but Oklahoma kind of controlled that entire second half. We're winning most of it. I, I have some concern for Baylor. They're well coached. They got talent, but there's some limitations. Real quickly, um, before we hit some bubble talk, do you want to take a guess at what the live total in San Diego State, Fresno State is? It's 10 to 10 at under, at the under eight. I will guess 92. You went a little more aggressive than I okay. thought. 100. 100. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's I, at DraftKings. I don't know. Maybe it, 
Maybe it's 92 at another book, but you know 100. What? I, I didn't factor in the, the possibility of overtime with my total because that's the only way they're going to break the original game total, which was 116 already. Crazy. And uh, shout out Cal Riverside. Good start, boys. Up 22 to 15. Let's go. Come on, Riverside. Let's get this done. And uh, Washington with a, with a lead here. So once again, Washington plus seven, Riverside money line. Here go. we go. We're sweating them out. Let's get this. Let's get this rolling tonight. To keep us entertained, bets. Who's sweating more, me or Wake Forest? Wake Forest is in a puddle of sweat right now. Uh, I I look at that resume and I am not impressed. It is you compare it side by side to a lot of other teams on the bubble, and it's lacking big wins. They're they've only got five Q1 and Q2 wins. Only one of those is in Q1. They're under 500 against Q1 and Q2 teams, so you can't even rely on a percentage like some of the mid-major teams do. And here's what I think is the ultimate killer for Wake Forest. It is the non-conference strength of schedule. It is like 340th. It is completely untenable for an at-large candidate. The committee has shown time and again that if you are right by the cut line, they want you to have proven that you challenge yourselves. And I don't think Wake Forest thought they were going to be this good, so they did not challenge themselves. And I think it's going to bite them. The, the resume is just not strong enough to survive having uh, that kind of a flaw on their resume. I, I believe they will be left out for some of these other bubble teams coming up. So the odds, so the odds we showed you, folks, uh, those were earlier today before results like Indiana beating Michigan, but Dayton didn't play, SMU didn't play. Those are active. Oh, there we go. I like Wake Forest. No, plus one or two. I do too. Yeah. I, I I just like. Uh, Xavier, no minus 180. If you compare those resumes side by side, they're not even close. Xavier has way more quality wins. The only thing that could swing you towards Wake Forest there is, oh, Xavier just really floundered down the stretch. And so I test, but that's not on the team sheet. Right. But the committee hasn't, haven't they gotten rid of that? It used to be a thing, right? Last Correct. 10. And yep. they don't, they don't consider that anymore. Right. right? It, it's, it's not supposed to be a consideration. I, I think the one weaselly way to get to it with an answer is, you know, the committee we sat, we used the eye test on Xavier. Mm. We said they haven't been good for a whole month. And I, I guess I could get behind that. But if you're going to make every other argument about body of work, Xavier's body of work is better than Wake Forest. There's just almost no way to even refute that. Um, it's I, I get it to be skeptical of Xavier, where, where they're at right now. But uh, I, I think we should go to that body of work and, and th their resume is better than Wake's. Pull up those odds again one more time because I, I have a question to ask you. Michigan plus 490 to miss. So once again, pull up the old handy dandy uh, implied probability calculator. Plus 490 is 17%. There's a better than 17% chance they miss the dance, right? Probably. Uh, I think the one thing that. Who are they cheering against? A bid stealer from the A10. Yeah, definitely cheering against VCU, who's up on that odds yep. board there. Uh, they're cheering Bonnie's. Bonnie's, Dayton, mm -hmm. uh, all teams that can Pretty much anyone not Davidson in the A-10. Right. Uh, they're cheering against Fresno State. They don't want that team to make a run in the Mountain West. And I think they really want Indiana to lose tomorrow to, to, uh, to Illinois, which could be a real hot-button selection Sunday thing if they include Michigan but not Indiana. But again... It's only one game. It's one thirtieth of their resume. You can't just take oh this one game that Indiana won and, and discount everything else. Uh, I, I think Michigan has a slightly better resume. Indiana also has a, a very weak non-conference strength of schedule. I mentioned that with Wake Forest, uh, whereas Indiana is 
304th in that number. I think that could be another thing cited as a reason for leaving them out. You didn't play in t- tough enough games in the non-conference. You're out. So three of these teams that you know we mentioned. Now the sheet shows more, but the three that we were mentioning: Michigan, Indiana, Wake, Xavier. Indiana still plays Illinois. They're minus 114 both ways. They're an underdog tomorrow. Let's say Indiana loses. Before we hit a break, let's do a quick as we take a look at that. Michigan, in or out? In, yes. In. Indiana loses tomorrow, in or out? Out. Michigan, Indiana wins tomorrow. I think they're in. Okay. Wake Forest, season's over, in or out? I think they're out. Xavier lost last night to, uh, to Butler, in or out? I'm going to say out. I think they, they get passed by either Dayton or VCU. In the, uh, if one of those teams make the final in the bottom half of the A-10 bracket, I think one of them passes Xavier. Am I Irish good? I mean, they seem well, like it. Well, hold on. They're, they're not very good. But <laughs> yeah, are they good Are they good to make the 68th field tournament? It seems like they're going to be. Huzzah. <laughs> so Yay. Washington's up five, though, baby. Come on, Huskies. Let's bark like a dog. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, L.A., New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. Don't adjust your dial. There's four minutes to go in the first half at the Mountain West Tournament, and it is 15 to 13. It's a, it's a barn burner there. Uh, do we have a live total? Oh, we're back over 101 uh, at DraftKings. Oh, no, back to 100. <laughs> back to 100. Oh, it was short-lived. It uh, was short-lived. Maybe we can uh, maybe we can get there. So we got a couple games uh, still going on uh, around the country. Washington with a three-point lead at the under-eight media timeout. Uh, there you have it against USC. I went ahead and took the seven. And uh, Fresno State is uh, putting a little scare in San Diego State here early. I mean, hell, having a six-point lead over San Diego State, like 20-point lead over, yes. like, 
Good luck climbing a mountain, San Diego State. Yeah. That's, that's what they got to do. Under four minutes to go. Fresno State, I, I thought about playing it. I think you said it. You were like, that's just a lot of points for a San Diego State game. Uh, and they lead 19 to 13. Uh, here comes Hawaii a little bit. Uh, Riverside and Hawaii, 29 to 27. That one uh, with about 30 seconds to go uh, in the first half. And then Stephen F. Austin leading Abilene Christian, 26 to 24. So those are your final Four games of the night still going on and uh, what has been a crazy and very busy day. Um, before we jump into the lines tomorrow, biggest uh, biggest uh, takeaway from, from the day. Was there anything that, that stood out to you? Uh, I think the Baylor loss was rather large. Um, we, we got a couple surprising bubble team results like uh, Indiana beating Michigan, I think, was a relative surprise. I think Indiana back to win that too. Indiana fans would tell you that that was a surprise. They, they don't usually fare well at this tournament. Uh, Virginia Tech getting a big win, uh, so that that has been interesting to me. And then the chalk in the Mountain West. I, I thought that tournament had a chance to be crazy, a bid stealer. UNLV, Nevada, both teams that were trending up, and they came up just just short. But that does set us up for some great semifinals at Thomas and Mac tomorrow. Regardless of whoever wins, uh, Fresno and San Diego State, I think we're going to see two excellent games there with uh, the first three favorites getting through. Yeah. Um, for me, I would say uh, I thought UNC and UConn, uh, very impressive today. Uh, UNC running away and hiding from Virginia. It was a complete domination. Uh, they went 63-43. to 43. And then, you know, Seton Hall, very – it felt like uninspiring performance against Georgetown, uh, but UConn really uh, left little doubt uh, in that one. So we, we will see uh, if UConn uh, can beat Villanova tomorrow. That's going to be a hell of a game. That's going to be the second game Fantastic. of the Big East semifinals. So probably tip pretty close to airtime for us, you know, 945 yep. probably Eastern or so. Yep. Quick, quick note on Seton Hall. They, they were missing Bryce Aiken, their starting point guard. He's been out for a while. Then their backup point guard, Kadari Richmond, Syracuse transfer, has been dealing with like a wrist hand injury, and he's nowhere near as effective as normal. And I think that was a big part of why they could not score against UConn. But credit to the Huskies, you have to take advantage of that. You can't be complacent like Duke was against Syracuse. So the Huskies took care of business. They're moving on. We get a great one tomorrow in the Big East. Summer. So we have early games tomorrow. Let's uh, let's try to get to some of the early games uh, because a couple conference tournaments uh, that conclude on Sunday. Uh, we'll have their quarterfinal rounds start tomorrow. So let, let's uh, let's jump around the early games. We'll start with Illinois against Indiana. And you mentioned this game maybe being a little too short. And now you're seeing fours, fives out there. Illinois laying four at Westgate, four and a half at DraftKings, and five here at Circa. Uh, any thoughts on what to expect? Illinois, Indiana, the total of 137. I, I wouldn't lay five. That feels a hair high. Uh, we know Indiana's going to be desperate. And there's a chance that Indiana has some UNC to them where they got this big win, where they climbed out of a hole, and nobody was believing in them. And now they can go into this game tomorrow, which they still have some bubble pressure for sure, but I think they'll play a little looser knowing that they were able to get one of these wins. They're not just going to go home and, and be disappointed on Selection Sunday. Uh, they've been getting great guard play from Xavier Johnson, a guy who's taken some ridicule for them at point guard. Uh, so if they, they continue to get him playing well and efficiently and not sloppy, uh, they've got a chance to hang around against that Illinois team. Iowa put up 112 points today. That's a lot. Uh, they hammered Northwestern. Uh, Sean and I have a little bit of a cigar bet 
um, going tomorrow. I've got Iowa. He's got Rutgers. Uh, it was kind of a rollover money line parlay situation for me. I made the bet with him. I said, if Iowa were to lose, then he would win the bet uh, if they lost today. They obviously did not. I think I was kind of primed to make a run in this tournament. Uh, they've been playing really well. Um, and I took a little flyer on them at 4-1 to one to win it, even though I know money line parlay would have probably been the wiser route to go. Uh, but Iowa lay in seven against Rutgers. Neutral floor, it's not the rack. So, uh, you know, maybe the, the superpowers that Rutgers have don't exist. Yeah, I, that, that's, a, that's a solid number. I would probably lean towards Rutgers, like we said, with the dogs. Mm-hmm. Even if they get down, I think they will fight back. Yeah. I don't think Iowa can possibly be as hot as they were today. They scored over 1.8 points per possession in the first half. Like, that is unheard of, a completely boiling lava hot number to do in a, in a full half of basketball. But they've kind of shown the ability to do that recently. I, I said on a show earlier today that maybe I was sleeping on Iowa a little bit, and I've, I finally stopped hitting the snooze button. I'm waking over. I'm, I'm rolling over. I'm looking out the window, and I'm seeing this Iowa team for what they are, and that's a real contender. They're not as bad defensively as they've been in the past. They're every bit as good offensively, and they're more versatile offensively. Last year, it was kind of play through Garza, who's on the block, kind of only play that one way. This year, Murray can play inside and out. They can they can kind of play you inside. They can knock down shots. They're full of shooters. Uh, Iowa is, is a lot more for real than I thought they were even two or three weeks ago. Let's go to the Atlantic 10, and Fordham gets a win today over George Mason. Um do you want to lay double digits against Fordham with Davidson? Is this a pass? It's probably a pass. Fordham has been awesome as an underdog. That is a team that has embodied the spirit of not quitting and, and hanging around as an underdog. Their point guard, Darius Quisenberry, got hurt today, though, and didn't contribute much. They could run out of gas tomorrow against a seemingly healthier and fresher Davidson team. So that, that's a stay away for me. So this is, uh, this is by the way, happening at, at, in Washington, D.C. at Capital One Arena. Uh, this next game is what intrigues me. So an 11-30 uh, local, oh, yeah. uh, sorry, eleven thirty tip here in, in Vegas, two thirty or so there in uh, in Washington D.C. St. Louis and St. Bonaventure. St. Louis won earlier today. No, no, no. Yeah, they, they destroyed LaSalle. Today. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was saying, yeah, St. Bonaventure got the double by. Uh, so St. Louis won. Didn't really. How much effort did they need? Bonnie swept St. Louis in back-to-back games. It kind of resurrected them a little bit. They're getting two tomorrow. Yeah, I, I this this seems this seems a little fishy to me. I get why it's there because of where Bartorvik and Ken Palm and some Ken of Palm has uh, St. Louis minus three. Yeah, so I, I get where it's coming from. I just think it's wrong. I, I think St. Bonaventure has underperformed their analytical ranking this year. They are going to trend up in the postseason with their five seniors that have won this event before. They've been to the NCAA tournament before. They were playing better late in the year. They didn't quite get into the at-large picture. They took one loss late that they couldn't, but. I, I think this team is absolutely a buy low candidate right now. I will be on them tomorrow plus two. I, I love the Bonnies. I, I think the matchup is a problem for SLU. They, they also beat SLU in the A10 uh, tournament last year. So they've beaten them three times in a row. I think it's just a, a problematic matchup. I, I love the Bonnies here. Bonnies. What about the Bonnies to win this tournament? Do they have enough gas in the tank? They'll play Davidson if they were to beat St. Louis in the semifinals, and then they would play. UMass, Dayton, Richmond, or VCU, likely Richmond or, or sorry, likely David Dayton or VCU. Bonnie's to win this. They can, they can. Uh, I mentioned they won it last year. They were helped last year by the COVID schedule that had the final yep. a week after the semifinal. 
if you're only playing five guys, it's tough to go three straight days. I don't care how in shape they are. I don't care how used to playing that many minutes they are. It is tough to do three in three days. I have a, a plus 700 on Bonnie's to win this tournament. I think it was a, a worthwhile stab before the event started. Um, but I will probably hedge some in the final if they get there just because of the fact that they could run out of gas. So of the other two games, UMass uh, puts up a ton of points. Uh, their coach is uh, playing or coaching out his last days. Uh, he has been let go, but coaching out the remainder of the season. Uh, they've got Dayton, who was the favorite, interesting enough, to win this conference tournament uh, before when the brackets came out. Uh, they are laying 10 or 9, depending on where you look. And then Richmond and VCU, rivalry renewed. VCU laying 1.5. That should be a fun one uh, there in the nightcap. Anything in these two games? I like the favorites in both. Okay. Uh, VCU has beaten Richmond twice this year. Their athletic defense is really kind of the antidote to what Richmond wants to do offensively, some of the Princeton concepts they run. I think VCU is a good bet there. They're also in the mix for at large. They need that win. And then UMass Dayton, I, I, UMass is now 3-0 since they fired, I say not in air quotes, fired their coach. But Dayton's kind of a different animal. They're going to dominate them in the paint. Uh, I like the Flyers to cover that big spread. I don't take a lot of favorites at this point, but I think that's a good spot. Washington up on USC, 32-29 at the under four. Fresno State leading San Diego State. Upset alert, 23-18. And Cal Riverside, come on, Riverside. Only up one break over Hawaii. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The college basketball season, it is in full swing. Grab a five hour energy to stay alert to watch all your favorite games, or if you're staying up late with us, you're watching Washington and USC or San Diego State and Fresno State take a five-hour energy shot in the morning so you can energize your day with zero sugar and an unbeatable blend of vitamins, nutrients, and caffeine. It's the perfect pick-me-up for getting stuff done. Go to 5hourenergy.com to find over 15 flavors to choose from with flavors like grape, tropical burst, cherry, blue raspberry, and more. There is a flavor for everyone. Get a five-hour energy today. Alongside Jim Root, from the three-man weave at 3MW underscore CBB. CBB. Okay, Got it. There we Got go. It. Uh, make sure to give them a follow. Follow Jim on Twitter as well, at Second Chance Points. Big old day yesterday on the show. Nice 4-0. Uh, we will we will clean we'll clean up uh, some of our favorite plays in the final segment uh, for, for you folks tomorrow. But we got games going on. Uh, I took the seven with Washington, like where I'm at right now. We'll see what happens. Uh, but Washington currently leading USC 39 to 33 with a minute 40 to go in the first half. Yeah, there's Terrell Brown knocking down a big shot. Mentioned him as we were talking about it uh, about an hour ago. He is a big time shot maker, played at Arizona. He's a home, hometown kid from Seattle, has gone and made a name for himself at the big school there. Uh, yeah, they, they've got the talent and it has come together in, in, in the late uh, conference portion of the season. And like I said, I think the, the zone is going to give USC problems down the stretch. It is 23 to 20 at the half at Thomas and Max, Fresno State and San Diego State. Uh, Fresno State with the lead, folks. And uh, the halftime line is San Diego State minus five. So they need a win by two or more. Two would get you a push. Three uh, would get you the win. 
And uh, that halftime total is 61 and a half. So that would mean a full game total, Jim, of 94 and a half right now. They, the, the odds makers have watched this game and said, we do not want people betting under here. What can we do to keep them off of the under? I mean, this is, it's, it's shocking basketball, really. Uh, I mentioned to you that the double overtime game they played earlier this year had 129 total through 50 minutes of basketball. So you extrapolate that down and yeah, no wonder the total is so low. Uh, Cal Riverside and uh, Hawaii, uh, pretty close to what they, they were pre-flop. 31-30 at the break, and uh, the second half line there is one uh, as the Highlanders and Rainbow Warriors uh, going toe-to-toe. A uh, good finish to the half by Hawaii as Riverside was leading the majority of that half. And then real quickly, uh, one final thought of games going on. Hasn't gone to the half yet, but you noticed something about this Abilene Christian-Stephen F. Austin game uh, as uh, Abilene Christian leads 41-30, to closing seconds of that first half. Uh, but you notice something about Stephen F. Austin here. Yeah, one of their best players, uh, I'd say maybe their second best player, Calvin Solomon, has sat most of the half with two fouls. He basically has a, a, a trillion. He's, he's accumulated no stats other than two fouls. And for a guy that is very important to them, especially their offensive side of the ball, uh, I think that's going to be huge, getting him back in the second half. They're going to be probably, what, two, maybe maybe three-point favorites in the second half on a full game of two, down 11. Uh, I'm, I'm probably going to take a little little slice of Stephen F. Austin here. Well, uh, as we talked about, and you know, I was in attendance watching UNLV play as poorly as they did in the first half. I took the, what was it, one and a half in the second half. That was a no-sweat situation. These teams tend to, uh, to, to battle back. So let's keep an eye on what that second half line will be. Uh, in the Stephen F. Austin Abilene Christian game happening uh, down the road at the Orleans. All right, let's kind of power through some games here tomorrow. And uh, once again, we'll we'll take a, a, a f- more grand look and more clean, crisp look to, uh, to close out the show here. Uh, but we see Auburn, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Kentucky all back in action tomorrow as they enjoyed their double bye into the quarterfinals. Um, LSU and Arkansas, they just played... And this line is very short. Uh, Arkansas, either a one-and-a-half or two-point favorite, depending on where you look. Yeah, both these teams, I feel, play better at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arkansas was a little uh, more impressive on the road this year than I give them credit for. But uh, Adish Tony, the key forward for Arkansas, lets them play really versatile defensively, sometimes kind of slides down to a small ball five. He is out for the tournament. That is, that is big news. He also missed the uh, the season finale against LSU. I think his his absence was noted. Uh, that's going to be difficult against LSU, who has a couple scoring forwards where that he might be able to match up with them, particularly Darius Days uh, and Tari Eason. So I'm probably looking at LSU there on a neutral floor, coming off a game where they kind of ran away from Mizzou. They, they didn't cover a crazy backdoor by my Tigers, but it was a relatively easy effort for LSU, no stress. So I, th- I think they're going to be not too exhausted and, and can beat Arkansas tomorrow. Uh, Auburn's laying nine, Tennessee laying six, six and a half, depending on where you look against Mississippi State. And uh, one line out for Kentucky Vanderbilt, that would be 12 and a half. Anything you like of those three other SEC games? I'm kind of a Vanderbilt guy at Ooh, this point. Man. The okay. Commodores have really impressed me. Granted, they'll be playing their third game in three days. That's difficult. But they've gotten Rodney Chapman back. He was a starting guard on that. Dayton team that was going to be a one seed back in 2020. He's a key piece for them. And then Liam Robbins, the big guy from Minnesota, both those dudes missed a lot of time this year. But with them whole, with their whole roster together, to go along with Scottie Pippen, the big-time scorer, 
I think this Vanderbilt team is really undervalued right now because of all the poor efforts they had without those guys now with them. I'm probably going to take the 12 and a half there against Kentucky. This line is something. I don't even know which direction you're going here. You want to take a look, guess at Virginia Tech, North Carolina? I will guess Virginia Tech minus one. The pick. Pick, okay. I, I was thinking like where Ken Palm has Colin Sherwin uh, was in earlier. Love Colin. Great stuff. And he said, I don't know, what's this going to be? Six, seven? I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Ken Palm loves Virginia Tech. Yep. So Is this yeah. a trap? It, it might be. I mean. Because huh. UNC, the way they're playing right now, you would think it's UNC. I, I, I'm sort of on board with that. It's only their second game, whereas Virginia Tech played overtime game. Right. Big win against Notre Dame, the two seed. Third game. Uh, they, they are playing very well, but they're very reliant on shooting. And if their legs go, so goes their entire offense. Uh, so I have a little bit of concern for them, especially with UNC actually ramping up their defense. They played really good uh, defense today against Virginia, limited them completely. So because of UNC not having the letdown effort today that I thought they would, I'm kind of buying into a run here and maybe a third meeting of Duke-UNC in the final. Um, so I, I will probably I, – I would lean to UNC. I don't know if I'm going to bet it. though. What about UConn-Villanova? UConn-Villanova, uh, Villanova laying four. Uh, Villanova really, uh, you know, down to the wire, hard-fought game against St. John's. And UConn, I would say pretty comfortably, just kind of cruised their way to a win over Seton Hall. It feels like four is a, a bit much here. I, I would I would kind of tend to lean towards the dog in this spot. Yeah, I mean, we just saw, well, not just saw, but they, they played fairly recently uh, at UConn, and Villanova was winning most of that game, but then late there were some kind of shenanigans in the final minute. Colin Gillespie had a turnover, then a foul, and UConn was able to get the, the big victory, and that ended up kind of clinching the Big East for Providence. Um, so I, I don't have a strong take on the side. You know what I like, though? Mm. I think the under is, is a good bet there. Uh, I think this is going to be a slow game. Both teams playing the back-to-back. Villanova likes to play in the half court. UConn is a better defensive team than they are offensive. Uh, I think they can swarm Villanova on the perimeter, but then they're going to struggle to score themselves. So I, I think the under, I think we'll have a slower tempo than expected, and the efficiency could be down. That, that's one I'm lining up for maybe a best bet of the day. Ooh, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, best bet of 12.38 a.m. Eastern time. Stephen F. Austin, Jim. Minus four, second half. Ooh, that's a point higher than I expected it to be, considering the full game was was two. Uh, but so I, I if can't. if we played it, Stephen F. Lawson loses by seven, it's a push loses by six or less, we are victorious. Yeah, I'll take a basic a, a plus seven live line there. I'm gonna I'm gonna lock that in right now, Tim. I think getting Solomon back there will matter. Uh, Stephen F. Austin is too tough mentally and physically to go away in that game. As good as Abilene Christian is, I, I think Stephen F. Austin, a pretty solid bet there in the second half. And here, here we are both. This is this is what happens when Jim comes in studio with me. I, I'm firing away. I think I have like four bets uh, in these final games. I, I poison people's minds. You do. That's what I do. You do. But, you know, when you're you're red hot and you're coming in with winners, you know, it's uh, like last night, uh, you know. Uh, one final game. Let's, let's sneak in one more. Uh, how about the Dukies? Duke tomorrow laying nine or eight and a half against Miami. Um is Duke, look, I, I was expecting them to come out, you know, just in, in domination mode. And I will say this. I'm very curious, Jim, and I know people, yourself and, and others 
that 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 look at things like this. They you look at shot quality box scores. Yep. The shot quality box score is going to come out, and Duke's going to supposed to win that game by like twenty because yep. Syracuse was making shots out of everywhere, and Duke was getting open looks and missing them. So I, I wouldn't look too much into that close result. Uh, but are they ready to win by nine tomorrow? Yeah, they're going to be vengeful, but I, I still think it's a tad yeah. high. I'm going I'm to stay off and say, just get to the championship game, and then we'll figure out what to do with you, Duke. All right, we will wrap things up when we return. Give our best bets of Friday next. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The KFC chicken sandwich is served hot and straight from the fryer. That's why it's finger licking good. Order the KFC chicken sandwich today. Alongside Jim Root, I am Tim Murray. It is the Nightcap. Here on VEASAN, as we have second half action underway at the Mountain West uh, Conference Tournament as Fresno State leading San Diego State 25-23. to Here comes that offense from the mighty Aztecs. Yeah, they're cooking. They, I believe both teams scored in the first minute of the second half. Wow, what are Go they figure. doing? What a shootout. Go figure. Uh, we need Riverside to wake up here. 38-36, uh, Hawaii leading. And uh, you and I have gone and made a second-half wager. We're rolling with Stephen F. Austin, the Lumberjacks. That redhead still there? No, Thomas Walkup. I miss him dearly. Mm. He, was a, he was a treat. You had the, yeah, ah, that picture? Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he was great. Uh, but uh, we will, in his, in his honor, he's still alive, but uh, in his honor, we will, uh, we will take the four, lay the four in the second half against Abilene Christian. All right, let's take a look at the Friday slate as uh, we jump in in a, a busy day, another busy day, very, very busy. Um, and we'll, we'll kind of bounce around a little bit, but let's start with some of your the plays that are jumping out to you the most. And we'll start in the nation's capital. St. Bonaventure taking on St. Louis. The 4-5 matchup in the A-10, you can get as low as one and a half if you like the Bonnies, if you like the Billikens, you can catch the two. What are you doing on this one? I'm getting that. I'm taking that one and a half. The minus one and a half. I, I think, and I, I think St. Bonaventure is a great spot here. They did not have to play today. Uh, they're a five-man team essentially, so I like having the team that's more well rested when they're not very deep. Uh, they've won three straight against St. Louis. They swept them this year in back-to-back days and won in the A-10 tournament last year. So I, I think there's a matchup edge for that five-man starter group. And I just think they are undervalued in the market. They had some poor efforts early in the season, but they have won eight of their last nine, clearly trending up with this experienced roster that made the tournament last year. I think they, they're feeling uh, the end of the year coming, and they are certainly starting to play better. So I, I think they're the better team than the Billikens. Get them as an underdog with more rest, and that, that just all adds up to a Bonnie's play. A game that I really am excited to watch, uh, and I'm glad that it, it worked out this way. Uh, Villanova almost didn't get there, had a battle back, uh, and just eked it out against St. John's 66-65. to But the Huskies, no issues uh, in their way over Seton Hall, and now they meet in the semifinals. This will be a, the nightcap of the Big East semifinals. 
starting around a little after 9 o'clock Eastern, likely. Total of 131.5 and Villanova laying four. Is this a rock fight, as some people would say? Yes, absolutely. I think so. I think we're going to get a real slow game. The projection on Ken Palm's site for tempo is 62 possessions. Might be hard to get under that, uh, but I could see this being a 59-60 possession game, and I think the efficiency is going to be a slog for both teams. Uh, the Villanova switchy, that's going to bother uh, UConn quite a bit, and then uh, UConn's interior defense is so stout. Villanova's not going to get much in the paint. They like to post up their guards, but UConn is big at basically every position except with R.J. Cole at point guard. So I think there's some clear advantages for both defenses. Slow game, postseason, a lot on the line in the semifinals, back-to-back for both. Again, multiple factors leading me to an under bet there. All right, Jim, there's a conference that you and I are invested in, and uh, (laughs) we – Snuck out a victory earlier tonight with uh, with our Northern Colorado Bears, but a reason we liked Northern Colorado was twofold. Southern Utah's dealing with an injury to their second best player, Tavian Jones, and they lost today. So Portland State advances on. So that's good news for us and anyone else tailed us on Northern Colorado. But we also liked it because arguably the two best teams in this conference are playing tomorrow night in the semifinals. That would be Montana State, the one seed. Weber State, the two seed, high total of 143, but a low a side of two or one and a half. You can find it out there. You're taking or you're laying in this one. I'm laying just kind of like uh, with Bonaventure. I guess I was taking the one and a half with, with Bonaventure there. There's a dog um, here. Yeah. Montana State. I think they're just better. Weber State had a great start to the conference year. They were 11 and one. But they sputtered to the finish line, lost uh, six of their final eight games, including to some low-level teams in that league. Uh, they are very uh, pickup-y. They, they, you watch them play, and it's kind of your turn, my turn. Let's spread out. One guy drives one-on-one. Montana State, meanwhile, is super well-coached. They're mega veteran team. A lot of, They have three different super seniors that came back for the Player of the year. year, too. Yep, yep. In the conference. That, that is also something we like to have, the best player on the floor. Uh, so with that low spread, I, I think uh, I just – I like the system more, the way they, they play together more than Weber State. Uh, so, I, I, yeah, I will lay that, uh, that very short number with the Bobcats. Tim, I feel like I'm hogging the mic. I want to get your best bet for today or for tomorrow. Well, I didn't, I didn't go 4-0. Uh, oh, okay. I, I, will, I, will, I, will, I will grab a couple here. But one final one for the people. Yep. Um, you're, going to, uh, you're going to take a, a little Louisiana Tech action here. North Texas, you're going against the Mean Green, the best team in the CUSA, uh, semifinals tomorrow night, Louisiana Tech is catching six and a half. Yeah, this feels a lot like the Fresno-San Diego State game that's going on right now. This is a super low total. It's not quite as low as that one. This one's at 124 and a half, but I think that's a mountain to climb, laying six and a half for, for a team that really wants to slow the tempo. North Texas, great defensively, but uh, Kenneth Lofton Jr., the the Big boy, big man for Louisiana Tech in the middle. I think he's a little bit of a mismatch for them. Uh, I think they can hang around. This is, I, I picked Louisiana Tech to win the league in the preseason. North Texas trended way above what I expected out of them, considering what they lost from last year. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, but I, I think this trends a little closer to preseason expectations. I think this is a close game between two very good, very well-coached teams. I will take six and a half in that one. I, I view it closer to like a, a three-point spread or so. All right. Uh, one game that's uh, – there's a couple, but I'll say early day. Um, I think LSU gets their revenge against Arkansas. Um, Arkansas hasn't really played great uh, away from home, and LSU wins today against your alma mater, Missouri. Not that it was, you know, a, a runaway and hide situation, but they won, you know, by eight. Uh, they, these two teams just played – you know, down to the wire, and uh, and Arkansas eked it out. Uh, but I think LSU gets their revenge. Uh, I think this is uh, a, a suspiciously short line, and uh, I will go ahead and uh, and ride with the Bayou Bengals tomorrow against Arkansas. I love that. I, I my, my papa's down in Tampa, so I'm going to send him there as a guarantor of that bet. He will be in the arena and, and make sure LSU takes care of business there. All right, let me throw a game at you. Let's just spitball it here. Um, it, this team has gotten there. You know what's kicked by Houston. Not once, but twice. Am I crazy to like the points with the Bearcats? I know they finished terribly down the stretch. They did win today against East Carolina. Uh, is Wes Miller's team, I'm not saying live, but I just, Arc, Houston feels like a little bit running out of gas, right? We talked about it last week. Should we fade them in the, in the, in the AAC tournament? Um, is Cincinnati got enough pulse to keep it close against Houston? They should. Uh, the last time they played, you mentioned shot quality earlier. I think they lost by 17 or so, but shot quality had like a four or five point game. Cincinnati actually did kind of hang around more than maybe the final numbers indicate. Uh, I, I just, man, it, it's tough. This is a big number, what we're seeing right there for Houston. And I think you could make a comparison with them and Baylor where there's value in not playing too many games here because the rotation is so thin. They're basically playing three guards forcing those guys to play almost 120 minutes in three days wouldn't wouldn't be great. So maybe they'll try to go deeper into the rotation, which certainly helps the underdog because you're getting some minutes from people that don't usually play. However, I just want to throw this out there. Houston, Calvin Sampson specifically, has owned Cincinnati, coach after coach after coach. He's covered nine of the last ten games against the Bearcats, including seven straight. So that's the one thing that gives me pause is that he seems to have them solved a little bit. By the way, Washington up eight right now on uh, on USC, which is, uh, yeah. <laughs> Let me throw this one at you. The number one seed in the Big West tournament is a dog tomorrow. You hmm. see Santa Barbara seems like they're getting right. Uh, they have won six in a row now. They beat UC Irvine, arguably the second best team in the conference. Uh, Pretty comfortably today in a pick em. Uh, they're laying two. What do we think about Santa Barbara tomorrow against the Long Beach State? I still call them the dirt bags, or is that just the baseball team? <laughs> it's probably just the baseball oh, team. Okay. I think you should play hooky and go to the game. I would love to. <laughs> I would love to. 
but yeah, no, I, I, I kind of lean towards Santa Barbara. Gauchos, baby. Well, a little bit of a preseason expectation bet here too, where they were kind of expected to be right back uh, atop the league after they had won last year. They won an NCAA tournament game. Uh, they've won a first rounder. So I, I think they have gotten right, as you mentioned, won, what is this, eight of their, nine of their last 10 games. I'm leaning towards the Gauchos there as well. I think that line is stinky. Early steam, too. Started pick up to two in favor of the Gauchos. We could do this all night. Unfortunately, we're not allowed to. Uh, Scott Seidenberg is coming up next. Thanks to Colin Sherwin. Uh, thanks to Cody Decker. Thanks to our pinch hitter stepping in. Hey, baseball's back. Have you heard? It's the nightcap. You're the man. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.